0: People, lesson,
1: please. If your life would you end today, where would you spend eternity? Do you know where you go with the cross currents?
2: Welcome to the Cross Currents Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Religion. Some people can't get enough of it, and some don't even want to talk about it. Others would even claim that religion is the root of all evil. Over 90% of the world's population adheres to some form of religion, yet it's becoming increasingly more common to use the term religion as synonymous with private superstition that has no place in public discourse. In this sacred series of TCC Radio, we again take you in the studio and on the street with our outreach radio team to talk truth about who is religious and who is not. In light of eternity, Christians must learn to graciously expose the lie that our religion is just one of many ways to God when the one we are following publicly proclaimed and proved to be the only way. And now... Let's get this show on the road. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show.
3: Hi there, this is Chris with the Cross Current Radio and tonight I'm speaking with... James. Ashley. So before we get going, are you guys cool uh, if we release this on air, if it makes a show? Yeah, for sure. Yep. All right, thanks guys. So like I said, I'm with TCC Radio and we're talking to people about religion. So would you guys consider yourselves religious? Uh, I'd consider myself kind of religious, yeah. Yeah, me too. So how would you define religion?
4: Uh, having belief in like a higher power and um, kind of sticking to like kind of a lifestyle that follows a certain tradition type thing. Okay. Okay. What about you, Ashley?
1: That's actually exactly what I was going to say. Like certain values and yeah. beliefs. Yeah
3: so what do those values and beliefs look like or why would you say that those values and beliefs are what is needed
1: i think just religion reinforces i think you can have the same values i just think religion reinforces it and strengthens them
4: okay what about you i think religion kind of puts like a it kind of helps people stay on track you know what i mean like um if they they ever have like negative thoughts or like want to do something bad they can refer to like a certain religion if it tells them that it's wrong they can it's kind of like something to back it up to be like okay no i shouldn't do that so like that's what i think religion's good for uh some people take it too far i think like they just think it's like black and white like i think religion can be more open-minded than people think um but yeah that's that's what i think religion's good for
3: okay what about uh, you would agree with him yeah
1: exactly <laughs> okay
3: all right so, inter- like, Webster would actually define religion as any set of beliefs that answers the questions, who am I, why am I here, and where am I going when I die? Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense.
3: So, what do you guys think about that? Why do you think that we are here? Like, what is the purpose, if I, if I can say it like this, of man's existence?
4: Um, I think we were put on this, you know this planet just to test how we can deal with different kinds of people Uh, yeah that's that's what I really think and I I think if you're just a good person no matter like what exact religion you are uh, if you have like good morals good intentions I think uh, you'll go to a good place whereas like vice versa if you're a bad person with bad intentions even if you act good but your intentions are bad then uh, then I think you're going to a bad place okay okay what about you
1: Uh, Yeah, so I just, I think we're placed on earth because um, in my mind, I think it it just doesn't make sense that you live life and then after there's nothing more to it. I just think that you're supposed to do good. And like you said, it's all about intention, right? So if you do good, I just think you'll be in a better place after. Again, I don't think it's black and white. I think there's a lot of gray. So I don't think if you do bad things, then you're going to go to a bad place. I just think... Religion kind of sets guidelines and like you're supposed to kind of live accordingly But like you have free will to kind of make your own decisions
3: Okay, can you elaborate on that a bit or were you yeah, going to answer that?
4: Yeah, I think like people, um, for example, like if something's in the Bible or the Quran or, or the Torah uh, They take it too literally sometimes I feel like there's more interpretation to some of the lines in these holy books than some people think and yeah, like I, I think that like to understand these types of things, you really have to go out and learn about it. It's not something you just read and like apply it right away. I feel like you have to go to different people, ask questions, think like things like that, you know what I mean? So I think that's what she meant by grey zone, is that like it's not black and white. Like you can't just take everything literally from these books. You have to actually go out and learn about it and see how you can actually apply it in life. Like these books were written so long ago, and you have to apply them to like today's era or like, you know, now, not how they up, like applied it back in the day, like hundreds of years ago. So yeah, I don't know if like no, she wants to. That's what
1: back. I was gonna say. Are you guys
3: kind of suggesting that, that truth is subjective or you do you think that truth is
4: objective? Do you know what I mean by that? Um, so like in religion I think that like personally for me. I think that there's a God or like a higher power. That's black and white to me. Like, I think there's a God. But I think like the rules that he gave us, they can bend a little depending on when you're living. So, so big question.
3: Next question I have for you guys is, do you guys think that there's one true religion that can objectively answer the big questions of life? Why am I here? And where am I going when I die, etc.?
1: I think like majority of religions kind of have the same answer to that, though. Like they all think you're here for a purpose and you kind of need to figure that out during like as you live life. And I think majority of them also think that there is an afterlife, whether they think it's heaven or hell or whatever. But I'd say like all of them kind of have the same answer.
4: Okay, you agree with that? I would say that I don't know enough about all religions to say that there's one true religion. Uh, So I wouldn't be really able to answer.
3: Okay, Have you guys ever heard of how God answers these big questions? Uh,
4: Well like through prayer maybe? Through prayer?
1: Like what do you mean like answer like why we're here? That's correct, yes. No. Well, Well here's the problem
3: guys. We are created in God's image. You and I are image bearers of God. And we, because of that, are given value and dignity. For example, if someone came up right now and, and, and punched him in the face, I think you would uh, get pretty offended, yeah. right? Because we don't treat one another like that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so so here's here's the thing. We are image bearers of God, but the problem is is we've all sinned. Do you guys know what sin is? Yeah.
1: yeah. How
3: would you define sin?
1: Um, I guess doing something that you shouldn't have done, exactly. Okay.
4: okay. Uh, I'd say it's... So like there's obviously a definition of good morals. I think like if you do the opposite of that, that's sinning. So that's how you guys would define sin and and that's the thing. Sin is breaking God's law,
3: right? It's violating God himself. As image bearers of God, we are created to reflect and bring glory to him. But instead of doing that, what we do is we lie about who God is. So for example, if, if someone commits adultery, God is not someone who is an adulterer, but he's always faithful. When someone steals, they're portraying God as a thief, but God never steals. And in fact, when someone lies, we portray God as a liar. I don't
1: don't think we literally portray his image. I think he gave us free will, and how we decide to go about that, that's our problem. I don't think we literally portray his image. Like, he created us, but he gave us free will. So he kind of expects that of us.
3: Okay, I understand where you're coming from with that. But here's the thing. Here's the thing to that, Ashley, is that whether or not we like it, we are created in his image, okay? okay? And because he's created us, he's the creator, we are his creation. We don't get to tell him, in a sense, what to do. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah.
3: Hi, this is Chris with TCC Radio. We'll get back to you on the street with James and Ashley in a few.
0: But first, here's how you can partner in the gospel with us. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, President of The Cross Current. We all know that Canada needs Christ, yet how are the lost to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? That's why we're asking like-minded Christ followers in Canada, will you help here at home with The Cross Current? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to raise the minimum support necessary to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to launch a new online training platform and release a new radio program to reach more youth and young adults for Christ, we need your support. As you pray for us, would you consider sowing into our ministry and then go to helphear.ca That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R.ca and give. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel
3: and so he's created us in his image and none of us are God, we're not, but the reality is we've sinned against him you know a lot of people think that well when I steal the reason it's wrong is because it hurts the person I'm stealing from yes I agree that is a consequence but the reason that it's wrong is because God is not a thief and I'm portraying God as a thief when I'm taking from that person in a world where truth is subjective why would it be wrong to steal from someone
1: um i but just just like going back to what you were
4: just talking about like do you if i could reword it do you mean that like you think we're like god's ambassadors type thing like we're out representing god so that if we ever go to steal for example um
1: like you're god making it sound like god is the thief
3: yeah we're we're portraying god as a thief when we're doing that they yeah. do yeah is that that's what i was trying to that's say yes trying
1: to
4: say. okay
3: does that make sense
4: um
1: personally i don't think so i just don't i know what you're trying to say but i don't think if i just think we're portraying ourselves as the thief
3: okay and i understand what you're saying with that i think what you're saying is if that's the case then i'm not responsible but here's the thing we are responsible
1: we are responsible that's why i'm portraying myself as the thief that's right and we are fully responsible but think of if you do you work for a company at all no
3: Oh, well, let's say, let's say, right, right. But let's say someday you work for a company and you represent oh, okay. that company. Does that, and as, and as a representative of that company, you're going out there and you're kind of the face of that company in, in a small way. That's not a perfect illustration of who we are. And, but I'm just, I'm just trying to
4: help you understand. Does that help you understand? Okay.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, no, yeah, I get it. I just, there, yeah. No, no, it makes sense. But, uh,
4: but still like, even if, so you were working for a company, for example, uh, say you're working for McDonald's. And you go out somewhere and, I don't know, you steal something, they're not going to assume that all of McDonald's employees or the employer of McDonald's is a thief, right? And that's why I say it, the the illustration breaks down. I'm just trying to help
3: you understand what I'm...
1: I get them, yeah. 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 So
3: so here's the thing. We are all created in God's image. The problem is, is we've all sinned, every single one of us. We've broken God's law. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And it says... In fact, that the wages of our sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. So how do you guys think that God reconciles sinners to himself?
1: I just think God is very merciful. So again, I just don't think it's black and white. I think if you sin, then you've sinned. I don't necessarily think God's going to punish you the way that people think he will so I think it's just at the end of the day if you sin or do good I don't I just think it goes back to the intention and it's gonna be up to God to kind of like decide
3: okay so you said you don't think that sin is black and white is that or? uh,
1: okay technically sinning sure it is black and white like you know when something's right and you know when something's wrong I don't think you getting judged is gonna be black and white
3: Oh, okay the okay what if you were in a courtroom scenario in in Canada here, and someone committed murder, do you think that the judge has a has a standard of, of black and white of what's right and what's wrong, whether murder's good or bad? Do you, you know what I mean by that?
4: No. It, it, like, it depends on the situation of, like, why he murdered the person, under what circumstances. Uh, if it was self-defense, for example, then it's going to affect the judge's decision, right?
3: Right. I'm talking about cold-blooded murder, where someone just goes up and murders them point-blank yeah. for okay,
4: for yeah, no reason. Lie. No, yeah, he deserves to, you know. Whatever consequence is uh, fit for his murder,
1: yeah, like it's black and white. Like I think when people judge others, I think they make it black and white. Like, for instance, the courtroom, if someone murdered someone else, whatever they're like okay, minus self-defense, but I mean, if they decided if they killed someone, but they say had a good reason- okay, sorry, I'm not saying anyone has a good reason to kill someone else. but I think in that sense, when they are getting like sentenced or whatever, I think that's black and white like they don't take into consideration other factors that played into that
3: so you would agree that a human judge judges with black and white but you're saying god doesn't is that am i understanding correct with that
1: personally that is what i yeah i think
3: but here, here's the thing guys if i went into that courtroom scenario and that judge is supposed to be a good judge the guy committed cold-blooded murder if he's a good judge what's he going to do to that guy I think you had agreed that he's going to give that guy justice. Is that correct?
1: Sure, like sentence him. Right.
3: And if he didn't, and all the evidence proved the guy was guilty, mm-hmm. what would we say about that judge? And that he made the right
4: decision. Wrong decision. Oh, sorry. Wrong. decision. Wrong yeah, decision. Sure, yeah. We
3: would say he's
1: <laughs> he's. Yeah, <laughs> the wrong decision. Right.
3: We would we would say that he's worse than the criminal he's sentencing. Be- yeah. Now a lot of people think that God's goodness is going to be what gets him into heaven, but uh, do you ever think about God's goodness being our greatest problem?
1: Um no, I think he's merciful, but to a point, like if you keep repeating the same actions that you know you shouldn't, then I don't I think there's like a limit to that. Like I don't think I don't think him being good is going to make it a problem because eventually it's going to like it won't count. Like you're not going to be forgiven?
3: Okay. Well, here here's the thing. Yes, God is merciful. But maybe it's better for me to explain how he's merciful. But back to that courtroom scenario. If, if the judge does not give justice to a situation, we would say he's a horrible judge. If God would not bring justice against all of our sin, he would not be good and perfect. But... The reality is, guys, is God's goodness is our greatest problem because God is good. He needs to bring justice against our sin. And the Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die and after that comes the judgment. But here's the thing. We all deserve to spend an eternity paying for our sin in hell. Just like a good judge is going to bring justice against those who've committed a crime. I don't know if if you've heard this before. But God's goodness is our greatest problem so the question we're asking people tonight is do you think you'd be good enough to be with God in heaven after you die? And the reality is none of us would be. We've all deserved God's wrath in hell because of our sin. But there's hope tonight. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Because Jesus came down and lived that perfect life, He went to the cross. And God the Father poured out his justice or his wrath on Jesus Christ in your place and my place. And the Bible says if we repent of our sin and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, God will grant us eternal life and we'll spend forever with him in heaven because of what Jesus Christ did. So I'm here to tell you tonight that there's no amount of good that we can do, but the only good that we can have is in Jesus Christ. Does that make sense to you guys?
4: Yeah. Yeah, I got what you said. Personal.
3: Let's get personal,
0: uh, and make sharing your faith a part of every day. <laughs> Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with The Cross Current. Christian, have you listed out the lost in your life? God's already placed you within a plentiful harvest of personal contacts. So commit their names to paper and begin praying for God to give you the boldness to share Christ and for God to give them the desire to receive Christ because faithful prayer is step one toward faithful personal witness. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can equip you and your church to normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. For more wow. personal witness center training, visit thecrosscurrent.com. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. We all know that Canada needs Christ, yet, how are the lost to believe in Him of whom they have never heard? That's why we're asking like-minded Christ followers in Canada, will you help here at home with the cross current? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to raise the minimum support necessary to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to launch a new online training platform and release a new radio program to reach more youth and young adults for Christ, we need your support. As you pray for us, would you consider sowing into our ministry and then go to that's helphear.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot and give We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel
3: Hi, this is Kirk Cameron and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show
0: Hi, this is Corey McKenna, founder of The Cross Current and host of TCC Radio. And let me ask you here from the studio the same question we're asking others out there on the street. Do you got religion? Now, any skeptics listening may be saying, Nope, not me. I don't go to church. I don't recite creeds. I don't worship anything. Because God and religion are really just Western ideas for the ignorant and weak-minded. Well, in all due respect, anyone who says such things is just plain ignorant themselves. Because the truth is that we all got religion in the sense that we all instinctively worship someone or something. And our goal in this series is to faithfully proclaim the only true God who's worthy of all your worship in hope That he himself reconciles you into a personal and saving relationship with himself. And toward that purpose, we'll again be reasoning from scripture and confronting culture both in the studio and on the street. In fact, let's go to God's Word right now to learn more about religion from a Christian missionary named Paul, the apostle that is. History tells us that Paul arrives on the scene as Saul a powerful, smarty-pants skeptic who spends his time actually killing Christians. That was until one day when Saul was personally confronted by Christ himself, radically born again into a relationship with him and chosen by him to be his messenger. And after reasoning from Scripture with skeptics in many places, Saul, now called Paul, walks into Athens, Greece, a city constantly abuzz with political, philosophical and religious ideas much like cities all across canada today and as paul again confronts his culture by quote preaching jesus and the resurrection he again encounters open opposition and as local missionaries ourselves sharing christ in canada we at the cross current can totally relate so paul stands to reason amidst the skeptical secular crowd and says men of athens I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription To the Unknown God. Why in the world would Paul say such a thing to a cranky crowd of secular philosophers? Because he knows the truth, that all mankind has been created religious by nature, and therefore we all worship someone or something. And if we keep reading, Paul's case against them for their rejection of Christ actually begins with God as creator. And so that's where ours will begin too. The very first book and chapter of the Bible, Genesis 1, reveals that God created man in His own image to worship and enjoy Him. So, as His creatures, the rituals and practices associated with religion actually began as an instinctive expression of our innate God-given desire to worship Him as our Creator. That's why the history we have of some 4,000 different societies to date, both Western and otherwise, confirms one common trait in each. All people got religion, because all people are inescapably religious by nature, just as God says they are. So Paul's not at all surprised by the fact that everyone in Athens is religious, and I'm not at all surprised by the fact that everyone in Canada is religious either. Because scripture says that God himself has set eternity in our hearts, and everyone will choose to worship someone or something. However, here's the problem. Because we're all sinners by birth and by choice, like Paul's audience in Athens, the objects of our worship in our natural sinful state will never be the one true God but always an idol in our own making, leading to false religion, dead rituals, and God's eternal judgment. But please hear this. There is hope. Because the true religion is neither rules or rituals based, but is actually a relationship with God. True religion totally solves the problem of sin and separation from God by recognizing that only God himself can restore that relationship. True religion doesn't rely on rules and rituals to earn salvation, but because of the new birth in Christ, the commands of God are now joyfully obeyed out of love, gratitude, and thankfulness for the salvation that God alone has graciously provided. So how does one experience the true religion of a relationship with God? only through receiving and responding to the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, which is the entire point of Paul's teaching. And that's why Paul follows up that with this, what you therefore worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. And it's interesting that the Greek word for proclaim here implies that Paul's about to share something drop-dead serious from God. And as we keep reading, we realize that this something is actually someone, Jesus Christ. And that's why we at TCC also take sharing Jesus so seriously. Because it's only through him that people can be born again into an eternal relationship with their creator to worship in spirit and truth. For these are the people the Father is seeking, Jesus himself told us. And as we close, can I humbly ask all of our Christian listeners a sincere question? If urgently sharing Christ in Canada truly resonates with you, will you give financially to help us go and tell His good news to others and equip even more Christ followers by example to do the same? If so, please go to thecrosscurrent.com slash give to donate today. Well, thanks for tuning in to part one of this four-part series called Got Religion? on TCC Radio. You can visit us online at thecrosscurrent.com where you'll find this podcast, free gospel outreach resources, and more information about on-site training with TCC. Until next time, I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, President of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphear.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.